0: This is The Longest Shortest Time from WNYC. I'm Hilary Frank. Parents and kids argue about a lot of things. One of the classics, clothing. I guarantee you, right now, no matter what time you're listening to this, somewhere in the world, kids and parents are fighting about clothes. Toddlers are throwing tantrums over getting dressed for school. Parents are asking their teens if they're really planning to leave the house in that We asked you to tell us about the fights you've had with your kids and your parents over clothes. We'll start with something from my husband, Jonathan.
1: So mine's more of an inner struggle. Um, Every year when my mom would take me back to school shopping, there were always things that she would pick out for me and then ask me if I liked them and I did not have the courage to tell her that I did not like them. So because of this... uh, I wore a mesh vest, Uh, I had a pair of turquoise Levi's, and the worst was a black leather belt that emblazoned across the back of the belt was Michael Jackson's autograph in rhinestones.
2: My name is Anne and I'm calling from Ballingerie, County Cork. When I was in seventh grade and starting to develop, I wore a sweatshirt vest until my mom said I looked like a female truck driver.
1: This is Ian from Minneapolis. I was 16 years old, and I was so punk rock that I wore not one, but two belts. And the belt that wasn't meant to hold up my pants was a spiked bondage belt, and it ruined everything I sat on and it caused so many arguments with my parents. They ended up having to throw out multiple chairs in a dining room set because I scratched up all of the wood from refusing to take this thing off. One day the belt went missing. Hi, I'm Jenny Castillo and I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. My mother was from Cyprus and was also a single working mom, which in her culture was unheard of. Our home was kept immaculate and so were we. The idea was, if we looked and lived in proper order to the outside world, it would be true. I hid my passion for clothing and began making my own. I found an old jean jacket at a garage sale and had painted a vintage-style Mickey Mouse on the back, added lace to the pockets, and a string of pearls to the shoulder inspired by George Michael's jacket in the Faith video. I was forbidden to wear the jacket by my mother, but there was no way I could not show it off. The next day at school, the jacket was a hit, and I was so high from all the attention, I forgot to take it off before I got home. And there, on my stoop, waiting for me, was my mother, and she was furious. She made me grab a pair of scissors and cut up my jacket into tiny pieces. I cried and I cried and begged for the mercy of my jacket as I watched the pearls fall to the ground.
2: Hi, my name is Jen Shaw, and I'm calling from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I remember being in fifth grade and I was getting ready to go to a sock hop at my elementary school and Umbro soccer shorts were like a really big deal back then. They were like loose fitting shorts with the elastic waistband and I always wore them really low on my waist and uh, I was constantly being told to pull them up by my parents. To which obviously my response was, no, that's not the cool way to wear them. So uh, getting ready for this dance and um, my parents came out of their bedroom and they each had their respective pairs of pants pulled uh, really low. And I asked them what they thought they were doing to which they were like, obviously, this is the cool way to wear pants. So let's go. Let's go to the dance. And I I was so completely embarrassed and mortified that uh, I immediately pulled up my shorts so that they would also pull up their pants.
0: Thanks so much to everyone who called in. Today on the show, we've got an epic mother-daughter clothing fight. It's a fight that put this family's life completely on hold for an entire month. This interview first aired on our show four years ago. It's one of the first interviews I did with a Longest Shortest Time listener who I didn't know at all. So in a few seconds, this music playing under me is going to get louder. When it comes back down, I'll be back, but four years younger. Stay with us. Joyce Slayton is somebody who wrote to me through the blog. Um, She wrote to me about something that happened with her daughter, Violet, um, a few years ago. And her story got my attention immediately because it was about something, a disorder, actually, I'd never heard of before. And you'll find out what that is soon uh, in our conversation. But I just want to point out first, Joyce is a clothes person.
3: I had clothes that I'd sewn for her and, you know, I'd scoured thrift stores and, you know, and I'd be excited because we were going to go out and and we were going to see people and I'd have this fancy vintage baby.
0: Well, when Violet finally came along, it turned out she had a problem with clothes, a a big problem. Joyce started noticing it um, with things like bathing suits. When she would put Violet in a bathing suit, Violet would just, you know, freak out. And then it was things like sweaters and jackets. Joyce would be putting Violet's left arm in the left sleeve of a jacket. And by the time she was working her right arm into the right sleeve, Violet would have wriggled her way out of the left side already. so Violet was just kind of never dressed well for cold days at the playground. This all hit a peak when Violet was about two and a half years old. One day, I was trying
3: to bring her to a library story hour, and I wanted her to wear this one pretty red shirt that we'd just gotten for her that had little dogs embroidered across the front. It was really cute. And I pulled it over her Uh, head and put it on her and she started plucking at it. That's what she does when she's upset. She plucks at things with her fingers and she sort of shakes and, you know, and, and so this day I was determined to bring her out. She was going to wear that shirt because I liked it and I was the mother and I was in charge and I took her out (laughs) I mean I had a hold of her and it was like it was like she was being electrocuted like she was like convulsing at the end of my arm you know hopping around hysterically and screaming and we couldn't go into the library because there was like a a, a line of parents with strollers waiting to go into the library and staring at us like what is wrong with you And I looked at them and I wanted to say to them, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know. And I don't know what to do.
0: And and so, like, did you just think, well, like, I just have a daughter who, like, can't get dressed? Like, what did did you think? I didn't
3: know what to think. I didn't know what to think. It was such a strange problem. Nobody I knew had that problem. I mean, little kids are notoriously difficult to dress. You know, which is, of course, the advice that I kept getting back. Oh, this is very common. This happens to everybody. You know, um, why don't you have two outfits and she can choose? Why don't you lay out the clothes the night before? I mean, we tried everything. I had tried everything. I tried setting a timer. You know, I tried racing her. Punishments of various kinds. Timeouts or taking away things if you won't do it. uh, Bribing, sticker charts. uh, Oh, yeah, I'd get her candy. Candy, yes, a giant candy bar. If you just get dressed, boy, she would want that candy too, but she would not do it.
0: So you couldn't get clothes on her, and and like, then what happened? We didn't leave the house for like a month. But so, but, but like, what do you mean? Like, she just wouldn't. We
3: didn't leave the house for a month. I'm not kidding. We didn't leave the house for a month. Like, uh, my husband left and went to work. I would hope every day that I would be able to get some kind of clothing on her and get her out anywhere. My God, I was losing my mind. I was so stir-crazy, as you can imagine. I just wanted to go to the park, you know. I would have let her wear a Batman costume, uh, you know, a robe and slippers, anything in the entire world to get her out of the house.
0: So, like, what, was she hanging out at home in pajamas or what? Yeah. No, no, she was naked. Naked, 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 naked.
3: naked. Fully naked for at least four weeks, possibly six.
0: Coming up, Violet wears something. Literally, just one thing. Don't go away. Hey, you guys. So, you know the thing you heard at the top of the show with all the people talking about their family clothing fights? Here at The Longest Shortest Time, we love making those little mini story collections. And we've got some exciting news. We've been working on something, a, a tool that will make it super easy for us to make these little collections and for you to send us your recordings. If this is all sounding a little mysterious and like I'm being coy, it's cause I have to be. Um, this is a secret right now, but we'll be able to tell you all about it really soon. And I can't wait, I've been dying to tell you about this thing we've been making. We'll be launching our top secret project on April 23rd at our event with 99% Invisible's Roman Mars in Oakland people who come will be the first to see our big surprise and and some of you will even wind up on our show we'll also be using this awesome new thing that we're making at our speed dating for mom friends event in san francisco that's on april 25th and at speed dating for mom friends at radio love fest in new york on may 7th which by the way i'm going to be dating at those events and i want to date you so book your sitter now get your tickets Find them at LongestShortestTime.com in the events section. And if you don't live in New York or the Bay Area, tell your friends who do that they should come out. The more people we get at these events, the better shot you've got at us doing speed dating in your city. Thanks. We're back. When we left off, Three-year-old Violet was naked.
3: Naked, 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 naked. Fully naked for at least four weeks,
0: possibly six. Wait, 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 wait. So I just like I'm trying to picture. I know. Doesn't this. that like, sound crazy? So you and people would. What's that? You were you were sitting with your your kid at home, just like so. You were in your clothes, and she was just sitting yeah. there naked for a month. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She would play
3: around the house naked, you know, she'd go to bed naked, she'd wake up, you know, come to the breakfast table, sit, have her breakfast naked, play for the rest of the day naked, and, like, eventually the naked phase faded out, like, she started being willing to wear, (laughs) after the naked phase, she fixated on this one pink dress, and she wore that dress for, I think, four or five months, every single day of her life, I know, I hate it so much. When I look back at the pictures of that period and I see that pink dress, I feel furious. <laughs> I hate it so much. I hate it. I threw it away. Oh, I threw the pink dress away eventually. Anyways, where was it going? I'm oh, sorry. I got I got stuck on the pink dress. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, there was an afternoon when I was trying to get Violet to go somewhere or other, and she was nude and wouldn't even put on the pink dress, and I was so furious that I... You know, I banged on the panes of glass in her door with my fists in order to not go over and bang on her with my fists, which is what I really was dying to do. And I banged so hard, I broke them and I cut myself and there was a lot of tinkling glass on the floor and Violet was naked and I was worried she would step in it. And the look on her face was so frightened That I knew, you know, we were going to have to do something. This could not go on without something bad happening. I couldn't be patient anymore.
0: So, what did you do?
3: There was a social service agency up the street from my house. And they have free therapy for parents and they will give you childcare during the therapy sessions. That therapist was a goddess. I mean, of all the people who told me, when I told them the problems I was having, you know, it would always be a string of advice or a string of dismay and, and um, disapproval. But um, when I, I remember sitting down to talk to the therapist, and for about 25 minutes or half an hour, I just didn't stop with my long, probably insane sounding, rage filled. Worry and upset and, you know, about the situation that we were in. And when I stopped to take a breath, I filled up almost an entire um, wastebasket with tissues because I was just weeping, weeping the whole time. And when I stopped to take a breath, the therapist said to me, she said, you know, that sounds very normal. Like a very normal way to react under so much stress. (laughs) That helped me so much to hear that that I was normal, that anybody would react and get upset if their kid was
0: so difficult. You know, it's so it's amazing how much like if people just knew how much help that would be sometimes, you know, to just when you're going through something like that, not to not to try to fix your problem for you, but just to tell you like, oh, my God, that sucks. That's all I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. It turned out I didn't even know that's what I needed to hear. So so after you started um, the therapy and stuff, like, what, what did you um, discover about your daughter?
3: I called the um, regional center is the place that you call when kids are under three and they have developmental problems. In the evaluation, we learned that she did not, in fact, have autism, which was our worry, but they thought that she did have this developmental problem called sensory integration disorder or sensory processing disorder, which just means that, you know, everybody to some extent has something sensory that bothers them. You know, I can't stand little noises like clicking. Clicking a pen or jingling change in their pocket will drive me up a wall. And that's what it's like for her. She can't screen things out that wouldn't bother a regular, a, a person that doesn't have this issue.
0: So, like, for her, how does putting on clothes feel?
3: Um, she has expressed it very well. You know, it's it, it, certain types of clothing. She feels like it, it stings or it burns. She can feel a, a tag at the back of her neck. Or if something is tight at the waist, she says it, it
0: burns, it hurts. So no wonder she was screaming. Yes.
3: You don't know how guilty I feel of all the times I forced things on her. And now I know that it hurt her.
0: Does she remember that? Like, have you been able to talk about it?
3: God, no, thank God. She doesn't remember it. She doesn't. Because I started getting help right around the time that she was three, you know, so they don't really remember too much before around three. I'm so grateful.
0: Yeah. And um, so does she understand that, that she has this issue? She does. She
3: does. Um, there's a kind of therapy. It's called occupational therapy, and a lot of autistic kids do it, too. And it's crazy-looking stuff. You know, you, you like, swing on these Lycra swings and pop bubbles with one finger. And then after four months of it, she could put on a bathing suit. You know, like, she could just, she could put, she stopped wearing that damnable pink dress and started wearing some other things, you know.
0: <laughs> like, what, is, what does she wear now?
3: Um, you know, she, I know what kind of thing will work for her. She likes, um, those like, you know, empire wastes, like if she can handle the pressure on the top of her body, but not like at the waist of her body. So nothing with like a nipkin waist. And I, I look at my daughter now, she's such a lovely little girl. I mean, now that she's no longer uncomfortable, she's sweet and reasonable and divine.
0: And so like, what, what's it like now, um... Like, when you go to the thrift store and go shopping with her.
3: It's really lovely. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's the way I always dreamed that it would be with a mom and a daughter. You know, like, we're like, hey, let's try this on. That looks great. Hey, we can wear it with this. Like, it's like it's my dream Barbie world that I, that I really wanted with my daughter.
0: And I thought I would never have. Violet is nine now. I called her recently to see how she was doing. She says she still sometimes gets that icky feeling that clothes are too tight or squeezing her body. But her clothing issue these days is more fashion related. She really likes wearing clothes that are different from everyone else's. She especially loves super bright colors. But she hates all the compliments from teachers. She just wants to be different without all the annoying attention. We wanna hear more about your clothing struggles with your kids or our struggles you had with your parents. Maybe your child has a sensory issue. Maybe you do. Have you found anything that's helped? Tell us all about it. Go to LongestShortestTime.com and leave your comment on this episode. That's episode 55. Also, we were so lucky to be able to make this story that you heard today into a video, thanks to a grant from the Knight Foundation. We used the grant that we got from them to commission an animation illustrated by the amazing Jen Karachi. Jen Karachi. You might know her drawings from the Little P series. Her grown-up drawings are also gorgeous. Anyway, you can find the video in the blog post for today's story. And right now, I want you to do something while you're thinking of it. Go book your sitter and buy tickets for Radio Love Fest and for our Bay Area events. Or shoot an email to your friends who live in those places. This podcast is a production of The Longest Shortest Time and WNYC. The show is produced by me, Hilary Frank, and Joanna Solitaroff. Bill Moss mixed the show. Our theme music is by The Batteries Duo. Special thanks to Jonathan Menhivar and to Reka Murthy and Joe Posner for their work on The Emperor's New Onesie video. I'll be back with a new episode in two weeks at 3 o'clock in the morning. But if you're not a party at 3 a.m. type, You can hear it at 9 p.m. Just subscribe to our newsletter. Go to our website, enter your email in that little box there, and I'll send you a secret link six hours earlier than the show gets posted. And as always, if you want me to consider telling your story on this podcast, if you want to be like Joyce from this episode, think of anything having to do with being the parent of a kid or the kid of a parent, go to longestshortesttime.com and submit your story.